Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, you're back in New York. I'm in California, and our guest is in Los Angeles, the amazing part of the internet. And we all have kind of a common purpose we're going to find out today is in helping people find hope after loss and, and dealing with grieving people. So it's a wonderful program we're going to be talking about today. So would you like to introduce our guest, Heidi? Sure, I would love to, Mom. And like you said, our guest today is in Los Angeles. Her name is Fran Solomon. And Fran is the founder of Heal Grief, the only national agency addressing the needs of young adults ages 18 through 25 through Actively Moving Forward, AMF, which is a Heal Grief program. And you know, Mom, that we are very close to the founder of Actively Moving Forward, Dr. David Fagenbaum, who is also now on the board of directors for Heal Grief and knows Fran well also. And Fran is also the former board member of Our House Grief Support Center in Los Angeles. Hi, Fran. Hi, um, thank you for having me. It's great to have you on. And uh, uh, I think Our House is an amazing organization. How did you end up moving on and doing something else from that organization? Um, when I was, I was on their board for, I wanna say about eight years, three of which I chaired. And during my tenure, I would get a lot of people contacting me, Fran, so-and-so died, what do I do? So-and-so died, what do I say? The kids are having problems, what can we do? And as an insider, it was mind-boggling to me that these resources were not available to the general public. It was always, oh, if only I had known. So that was really the um, inspiration to Heal Grief, which started out really as a database, a virtual database um, of resources throughout the United States where someone could go and find where to find hope and healing. Ah, okay. And, yeah. and how did you get started in the grief world? Uh, how did you decide to go with our house? In my career, uh, during my career, which um, had nothing to do with grief, um, my dad had died. And um, as a, um, I was 35, 36 at the time, and it was really my first um, introduction to the world of grief. I mean, I've had family member members die in the past, and, and it was always, oh, they went away. Right. Um, which probably led to my abandonment issues, like, why did they leave me? But uh, my father <clears throat> was really uh, my first... Um, uh, real understanding of what grief is. And um, I, I considered myself to be fairly successful and intelligent and all those things, so I did what I thought I was supposed to do. Grieve for a few days and then tuck it into a box, put a pretty little bow on it, tuck it up on the shelf and forget. Um, years later, um, the birth of my daughter, the most beautiful thing in my life, um, brought me to such grief. It was really a trigger. The one thing my father wanted more than anything was to have a granddaughter. Ah. He wasn't there ah. to see his granddaughter. Um, so that really... Um, set me off on, on um, a better understanding of what I was going through. And I coincidentally um, came across our house, learned more about it. And in learning about the work they do in the community, the more I understood I was grieving. Mm -hmm. I was grieving years later, 
and um, I um, needed to understand where this was coming from to get out of my own way to help myself. And well, I, you know, this is important what you're saying because I think people oftentimes don't recognize that they're having these triggers and that they didn't resolve the grief. And the important thing I think is the fact that number one, you need to deal with your grief. And number two, it's never too late, right, Hyde? Absolutely, yes. You can deal with it the rest of any time in your life, of course. Yeah. Yeah, at Heal Grief, we have a philosophy, and that is once you're bereaved, you're forever bereaved. And that doesn't mean you go about grieving every day. Right. Um, but it does mean that there are triggers within one's life that will bring you right back to that moment of grief. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it doesn't go away. You do recover faster, though, don't you think? Oh, it, it, again, you're not, um, you're, you're not in moments of grief every day. But... Um, it, it changes and it morphs, but it's still there. I agree with you, Fran. I just I designed a class at Columbia called Traumatic Loss During Childhood. And what this course is doing is it's looking at loss over the entire lifespan. So mm -hmm. how does my brother's death impact me today 35 plus years later? And like you said, different things bring up different parts of the loss. When you had your daughter and I had my son, we were both very aware of who was there and who wasn't there. Your father wasn't there. My brother wasn't there. So it, bring, it just brings, it's reminders and it brings up things and the grief changes and morphs and transforms. But the, the idea that the person is not there is still very prevalent throughout our lifespan, I think. Very, very much so. And, and in that lies our philosophy um, that, that you're forever bereft. And that's not a bad thing. That's, that's really just a testament to the love that you have to the person that died. Right. And also, who wants to be dead inside? I mean, you want to have the memories. You want to be able to touch those places in you. I mean, that's part of what humanity is and compassion and empathy and those yeah. kinds of things. Well, tell us uh, about um, your program and what kind of things do you offer and what would you suggest to people if I've recently had a loss? So um, Heal Grief is all about celebrating one's life. Um, there are so many ways. Let's take a step back. Old rule of thumb is time will heal and with time you'll forget, move on, get over it. Well, research, new research really indicates that keeping a loved one close throughout your life really does aid in a healthy grief recovery. Um, and that's really what we're trying to do. We're offering a platform and a place where people can continue to celebrate and embrace their loved one, where we have opportunities for people to create memorials and we have um, individuals that use it as a place on birthdays and anniversaries or special days to just touch in and write a note as if they're writing a note to their loved one or to light a virtual candle in memory of their loved one's special day. Um, so it's really about keeping the memory close and, and, and not embracing, embracing that love mm -hmm. and that memory. And I know uh, it's kind of interesting because we were talking uh, before we got on that you've just uh, taken uh, Actively Moving Forward program, which is in the colleges and it was started by a good friend of ours, David Feigenbaum, who 
did it as a result of his mother dying, which reminds me of your dad. You uh, certainly have a connection with him, an understanding uh, parent loss and what it means. Talk a little bit about that program. So Actively Moving Forward is a peer-led um, support group where we empower and connect grieving college students. I'll take a step back. Studies um, and research shows that one in every three college student is grieving a loved one's death that occurred within one year. By the second year, that number goes up to almost 50%. That's mind-boggling. That's a silent that's a silent epidemic. These kids are um, unable to compete with their peers in numerous ways. They can't compete academically. They can't compete socially. They um, often feel that they're depressed and turn to medication or, or drugs or substances or drinking, and they're not depressed, they're grieving. There's a lack of understanding. There's a lack of support. We have so many kids that contact us and say, um, I, I'm grieving and they want me to go to a, a, a college counseling center, but that's different. These support centers on college campuses are pretty general in their approach, whereas these kids want to connect with other kids that get it. Now, Actively Moving Forward actually is on campuses. They have groups, correct? Uh, yes, yes, we do. Um, and we are rolling out um, a new initiative called the Grief Sensitive Campus Initiative because we find that kids I, again, I'm going to take a step back. Colleges have bereavement leave for faculty and administration. Mm -hmm. Colleges don't have bereavement leave for students. When a student has a loved one died, they are literally at the mercy of each one of their professors. And too often we hear, oh, the funeral's on Saturday? Great, you can get that report into me by Friday or, oh, the funeral's on Saturday, then you can be here Monday to take the exam. Right. These kids can't compete. You know, um, it's, it's interesting, because Heidi and I have talked a bit about it, because I had two daughters in college when my son died. Heidi, what was your experience college-wise? My experience is exactly what Fran is saying. I was 20 when my brother died, and like you said, you are at the mercy of your professors. First of all, none of my friends had ever had the loss of a sibling. So nobody could relate. Nobody understood what I was going through. I was very much alone because there was not a peer support based group set up on campus. Um, my, I was at the mercy of my professors and 95% of them didn't give me any leeway. I mean, I had one professor two weeks after my brother died saying, well, I've given you two weeks. Now it's time for you to give an oral presentation. And I said, I'm not ready. I can't do it. And he said, you have to. So I, I just basically dropped the class at that moment. I mean, it was a whole, I ended up dropping out of school that semester because there was just no support and the professors just didn't understand the ramifications of having a brother die. What support can you give me if there's not a program on my campus? So generally, AMF has been a student-driven program where we will get an inquiry from a student 
looking to see if there is a chapter on their campus and if they already know there isn't, how to start a chapter. Awesome. If a student isn't ready to create a chapter, um, Kiri Thompson, our director of programming, will be able to provide them with the resources that they need um, that um, they may be able to find in their community. Um, otherwise, we will coddle them and help them develop a chapter so they can connect with others on their campus that are going through a similar experience. So tell us, uh, how do people find your website? The website is healgrief.org, H-E-A-L-G-R-I-E-F, um, healgrief.org. And on the website, there is a sub-website within that that's all about actively moving forward. And, um, it, and that's really what it is. It's about actively moving forward in memory of your loved one. Uh, well, thank you. That's uh, great. And thank you for the wonderful work you're doing. Thank thanks, you. Thank you. And thanks, everybody, for watching this video today. And we want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless.